Hello, and welcome back to Unlicensed Unhinged. This is our 18th episode. I'm Jeremy Granite, as always, here from JR Lago. I'm joined today, as I always love to be, by my brother, my friend, Mike Gaddy. Welcome, Mike. Hey, hey, what's up, dude? Good to be back. Good to have you. And also, the never ceasing to amaze us, Alex. How are you doing? Good. Doing great, Alex, a.k.a. Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today we have a special guest. He's a new friend within my my circle of, of influence and atmosphere, and his name is Anand Vader. And Vader is uh, someone I met not too long ago, maybe two, three months ago, but he's quickly become a close friend, and I'd like to welcome him to the podcast. Welcome, Vader. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, buddy. How's your day today so far? Um, above average. Above nice. average, yeah. So Vader was telling me before we started recording that... Uh, they got enough done at work, and they were like, hey, take them the rest of the week and fucking chill out. Rest of the week? Nice. Yep, the That's whole nice. week. Fuck yeah. I'm surprised you didn't fucking pop smoke out to, to Burning Man, which is going on now. Yeah, um, I'm not really a big burner fan, actually. It's hot is there any there? reason why? The, yeah, let, give let's me talk about reasons. it. Yeah, let's, give give, reasons. Let's, get a, let's get a little bit of a the dust. background on that. The dust. The dust. <laughs> the dust. Number one, the dust. <clears> Number two... The dust and three, probably the dust. It's just the dust. You know, I think I think if life had broke for me just completely different and I had a whole different litany of life experiences, I might be able to relate to that. But uh, I've been to Iraq like three times and Afghanistan a couple times, and so honestly, the dust is something that maybe I'm just beyond noticing anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I agree with the dust. The <clears throat> dust and the heat, I cannot do. I mean, I don't even <clears throat> like the beach. I fucking hate the beach. It's a giant ass cat litter box, you know, and that's how I feel about the burning man. Everyone's taking shits out in the desert. I don't want to go. No, I mean, they're usually in Portage, just supposed to be fair. To. I mean, I, to, I would. They're supposed to bring their buckets. You yeah, know. you're supposed to bring a bucket or use one of the Portage shares that's provided. Yeah, you met hippies. I had a nice. But I, will, I will agree with you on one thing, though. I never have really gotten the appeal of the beach. I mean, get fucked, dude. If I want to go stand in the sun and get sunburned, I can do that. I can do that on a cool mountain lake. You know, it might be a little pebbly of a beach. What about you? You got a preference? Uh, I love the beach, actually. Yeah. I grew up in Orange County, so. All right, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I guess that's a great lead-in to the first question that we have for you, and that's uh, telling me about growing up in Orange County. Orange County. Um, well, it's, uh, I don't really know how to describe it. I, I don't ever go back, I'll be honest. I mean, it's changed completely since I was a kid, but. You know, I got to learn to surf. I was at the beach almost every summer, you know, doing kids stuff. And, it, you know, there's all those things where you, you have surfer rights and all that. And people would get all weird and mad. and Gets like turfy. Yeah, oh, hell with turfy. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. Like, I've had my ass kicked on the beach just because I, you know, dropped in on a wave. So Wow. I never had my ass kicked on the beach, but I've definitely had it licked on a beach, and I just felt like it was a little bit of a sandy proposition for the young lady. <laughs> you have some weird girls like, down to like your ass. Wherever. Oh yeah, I think I already told. Did I tell the story on the last podcast about about the music festival I was recently at? I believe so. Well, you know, uh, just re- you can yeah. Forgive me, right forgive me for refresher. reiterating yeah, it because I don't know if you heard this story, but <clears throat> Sons and Shadows was a music festival that our, our friends threw out at a place called Mud Bluffs recently. Yeah, I was supposed to go to that. <clears throat> and it was a good time, you know, it was pretty interesting, but I guess it was day two or night two. I just uh, ran into this one wook chick, you know, just like full-fledged Caucasian woman with dreadlocks, you know. Uh, and we were just chatting, and, you know, I was just being my normal, accidentally charming self, I guess. I didn't, I didn't like, hit on her or anything like that. It's not really my style. But I was just sitting there bullshitting with her and just 
two of her two of her campmates, I guess, came back from their RV, and I guess at that point she knew that the RV was empty. So she's like, "Hey, I got a proposition for you." And I'm like, <clears throat> "You know, I thought she was gonna say let's go do some drugs or something, which would also been a yes, but <laughs> something more." <laughs> yeah, but what she offered what she offered was actually much better. She was like, "Have you ever had your ass ate from the back?" And I was like, uh, "As a matter of fact, I have." She's like, "Did you enjoy it?" I was like, "For sure, yeah, it's pretty cool." She's like, would you like to come back to my camp and let me eat your ass from the back? And I was like, wow, that's really fucking forward. (laughs) (laughs) But also, yes. Yes, I do. I mean, who are you going to deny the her half? But, you know, for me, I I thought it was. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I mean, because I'm a virgin of the ass licking. Same. Yeah. But I mean, if it was a hot chick, if it was a hot chick, you might just you might just fucking throw it down. Just figure it out. Honestly, I, you know, I'm batting a a zero. So I'd just go with it. You just got to let it run at least once. Right. (laughs) If a girl wants to, it's going to be really good. Yeah. And that's (laughs) what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying, because normally the women that had eaten my ass prior to this were either hired guns, a.k.a. prostitutes. (laughs) What? Or, or or women that I was in partnerships with, you know? So it's not something that you just randomly go up to a stranger and ask normally. So I was, like, yeah. even more interested in the, in the proposition because of that. So <clears throat> we go back to her RV, and I was also thinking, you know, like, oh, she's trying to smash, you know? She just wants, that's her foreplay. She just wants to eat my ass from the back. So I literally got on all fours, and this fucking girl just buries her face in, just goes to town, eat my ass, <laughs> giving me a downward hand job, you know? And I was like, fucking hey. And I was, I, I kept warning her, like, after about 10 minutes, I was like, yo, that's going to fucking finish me off pretty quick. And, yeah. and I don't think she cared because as soon as I busted, she, like, literally slapped me on the ass, threw me a towel, and then fucking sent me on my way. I was like, she didn't even want anything in return or nothing, dude. Damn. Wow. I know. I was like, God damn, wow. bro. You know, she's doing the Lord's work over Lord, there. God's work. She's doing, she's Lord's doing work. Somebody's work. You know, for me, I felt a little guilty about it because I'm all about reciprocation, you know. And and you're I, like, think, I feel like I think you if someone takes you care of me, I owe you, you something. You don't you know? want me to do anything? Like, yeah. that's it. You're like, I feel used. I feel, Thanks. Is this how Thanks. girls usually feel, I guess? <laughs> like, did, you, did she even feed you? No, nah, I didn't. I wasn't eating, bro. You know, I've been doing You're cocaine. Like, I have been here either. I've been, I've been doing cocaine for approximately 11 hours. Oh, God. And now, probably longer. Days. What are we, two days in? Two days. It was hot that week. Wow, no, was, no, I was in the river all day. She was in oh, God. So my no, ass was basically clean. I don't even know if that's better. Than <laughs> it was at least clean. Okay. Yeah, it was at least clean. You know, I hadn't had the shits anyway. Anyway, we got way <laughs> off topic. <laughs> We, we got way off talking. The beach. No, the beach. The beach. Vader. The beach, <laughs> the beach oh, yeah. where he also got your ass ate. Well, it's nothing compared to that story. I mean, uh, I, mean I don't even think <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just low-level interesting. I mean, we can get back into the thing that we really all came here for, and that's to get to know Vader a little better. So, <clears throat> Orange County, that's where you grew up. We're going to put that on the back burner. We're going to move forward in time to currently. How do you spend your time? How do you make your money? And what do you do for fun? Uh, how do I spend my time? Well, uh, hmm. that's, a, huh. that's a good question. I, I do a lot of things to spend my time. I, I ride bikes, you know, I go clubbing, I DJ a little bit. Um, and I can't really say DJ, DJ. I'm just more nerd out on my DJ tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I currently am working for Savage and Son as a welder. Uh, I've been cool. doing pipe welding for about 16 years. Uh, so I got about seven, no, eight certs in the UA. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty good at it. So That's awesome. Yeah. So let's dig a little more into that welding real quick before you move on. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, 
when you say welding, just just pretend uh, half of our audience are complete layman's on that. So, what are the processes that that you use most, and uh, what are the ones that like you prefer, and which are the ones that you wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole? Well, okay, so I do a lot of uh, TIG, MIG, and ARC, and so I, I'm a master of ARC welding. Uh, I do a lot of TIG welding, and uh, a lot of the processes are uh, basically bevel pipe. Uh, you give a gap, and you fill the gap uh, with a rod, and, you know. Nice. I love filling gaps with rods. But it's not <laughs> I was like, I'm not even going to look at him. I'm not even going to look at you. I'm not even going to encourage this. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you like that, but <clears throat> you made good. me do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I've worked for powerhouses uh, in Nevada, uh, doing shutdowns. Uh, so basically what I have to do is a flawless weld. Yeah. Uh, so, are these are these welds that are required to hold pressure on things most of the high time? High pressure. Yeah, high pressure. High pressure, usually steam. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot of um, acid lines, um, oh. <laughs> stuff like that. Anything that has to do with high purity. Yeah. Right on. So in that in that process of, of learning your trade, <clears throat> when you first started welding, did you go did you go to some sort of trade school for it or something of that nature? Actually, I did. I went to Wilmington Skill Center down in L.A. Okay. So this was still this was still back in your SoCal days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, I mean, I guess I guess in order to maybe frame this this story, we should probably get like a like a, a time a time reference. So, uh, how old are you, and what year did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in '93. Damn. Um, damn. God damn, I, son. Just kidding. Fuck. Just kidding. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm going to be 49 in September. Yeah. That's oh, fine. you look Coming good. Up, what day? I mean, you don't look the a 17th. day. You don't. The 17th. You don't, yeah. You don't Happy look birthday, at, Virgo. You, you don't look a day over 38. Thank you. You're welcome. I try. They yeah. do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> Got to do good who, who drugs and drink dude? good booze. Who doesn't? Some black, good booze, and good drugs. That's why you look young forever. <laughs> that's true. The quality, no, of, the quality of your... I'm the, kidding about the drugs. No, you're not. No, you're not, but that's okay. <laughs> the quality of your, the quality of your, of your uh, recreational chemicals is most important, especially right. in today and age. So let me just slip a quick PSA in. Always know the source of your recreational chemicals and never do recreational chemicals with strangers unless you have a friend with Narcan present. That sure. is all, and thank you. Okay, so you graduated high school in 1993. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Jesus fucking Christ. What all was right. that like? <clears throat> Using yeah. the Dewey Decimal System? I just put it this way. I, you know, I remember the first Nirvana song. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> came out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's say 1993. I was born in uh, 87. Same. So my little sister, who wasn't even born yet, so I was three years old when you graduated high school. What? what? No. I think you can't count. You would have been six. Six. Yeah, I was, my bad. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, no, no. What was I thinking? No way. Wait, wait, wait. 97? No, but I'm four years older than my little sister, and I'm 36. I mean, I was born in 87, and if you... I was born in... I thought my, I, I for some six. reason, I thought my little sister was born in 94, but I could be off on that. I bet you might be. All right, whatever. Fuck my math. I didn't... Hey, I, I never claimed to be a mathematician. No. Not once. Not on any venue. But anyway, so graduating in 1993 in SoCal. Uh, bring us forward in time where your life went from there, um, with your end point being how you first came to Reno. 
Okay, so uh, I learned to weld in Orange County. You know, I was working for a guy named Jack Perkins. He put, quickly uh, took me under his wing, and I learned pretty much uh, the whole pipe process from him. And he was a pipeliner welder in Alaska. Uh, great guy, Army Ranger, you know, complete, just a badass. I've seen this guy throw a microwave across the fucking room. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get, I get rage fits. I understand Yeah, it was it. great. Um, but uh, then I met this girl, Patricia, and, uh, you know, we were off and on in Orange County. The next thing I know, I didn't hear a thing from her. And then out of nowhere, she goes, hey, I'm in Reno. You want to come out? And at the time, I wasn't working. It was kind of like that whole 2008. There was that whole repression, and everyone couldn't find a job, and the market was crashing. Yeah. So I said, you know, fuck it. Um, I had enough money when I'm on employment to come out here and live, but not out Reno. Yeah, I mean, uh, out in California. Yeah, of course not. It was so, four times you know, the expense back then. Right. So I ran out <laughs> here. Things were super cheap. I loved it. I thought it was a little mountain town. I was like, <laughs> wow, dude. Uh, so, you know, I fell in love with it. And I just stayed. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, I'll never go back. Yeah. I, 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 I was rad as fuck. I, I totally get that part of it because there's cool shit in California. You know what I mean? I'll still go on trips to California, especially like the, the north coast of California. Yes. I fucking love it there. But you, if I won a fucking billion dollars, I would not live there. Because my billion dollars would get taxed so fucking heavily, it's not even funny. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. But the other side of it is, too, is it's not just the taxes there. It's kind of the atmosphere and the people. You know what I mean? Whereas Reno Reno gives you a little bit more. Like, what I love about Reno, and, and I would love to hear your opinion on this after it, is that we have the best of all the worlds. Like, we have the whole desert recreation on, on to the east of us. And then we still have the mountains and the fucking lakes to the west right. biggest you know little I mean? city it really is i mean yeah. you, you have that comfort of like a uh, small town but it is big yeah. yeah and for sure you pretty much have everything you need yeah or ever really want really and you still know pretty much everyone in reno that's mm -hmm. yeah the beauty of it that's one of the things i can say i love about the time i've spent here whatever since 2019 i mean i don't know everybody in reno but i know a lot of the fucking key players that's for sure and mike mike can speak to that too and it's and so can you alex you both since you've in the amounts of times that you have both individually lived here you've made your connections with some really fucking mover and shaker individuals in this town would you agree yeah <clears throat> yep i was born here and raised in northern california marysville little country town north of sacramento and we always came back and forth to visit with friends and family so i've always been right over the hill um and then i, I just moved back in 2018 um as an adult but in my, you know, teenage years, I was always coming up, hanging out with family and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's a perfect little environment. I know where, I know where Marysville is. I you went do? On, I went on a motorcycle ride through there. And I bet. stopped at that little bar that had the infamous, famous Bloody Marys. And he, like, rings the bell. Oh. Uh, yeah, like, the there's, the like mer there's, there's mermaids on the wall. And they have these, like, giant-ass Bloody Marys there with, like, burgers and shrimp. Oh, uh, down at the end? Yeah. The, by the levee? Yeah. There's, like, that, there's, like, the Japanese, like, arch outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. place is good. Oh, Those Bloody Marys are really well, good. Well, shout yeah. out to that place as soon as we remember the so, name. I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> anyway, so. <clears throat> at the end of E Street. So when you first came to Reno, you came for love. Yes. Man, isn't that the fucking, isn't that the origin story to half the men that we know, dude? <laughs> yeah, and then I get torn apart. You get gutted, uh, absolutely fucking gutted about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. Yeah. I mean, fuck that bitch anyway. 
Oh, no, absolutely. She probably has too many kids now, and, you know. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you've heard of a Dodge Bullet. <laughs> no. I dodged that bullet. You dodged that bullet, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes that's how you got to look at it. And, you know, one thing I've learned as I've progressed through my life and, and all my relationships that have failed for various reasons, it's easier for me to just take a look, you know, instead of being like, fuck them, they did this, they did that, they did all this. What I like to do is just take a look at myself and be like, okay, so they might have done all that shit. But what did I do to put myself in that position? What red flags did I ignore? And, you know, what, what progress do I need to make to isolate or insulate myself from that kind of fucking hurt again? Not that there isn't a whole brand new batch of hurt right, waiting right around the corner. But I'd just be real pissed off if I got hurt the same way twice, you know? Right, you can't be jaded, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I always land on love is something I say quite a bit. All right, so you're living in Reno around 2008. Silver dollar. The silver that dollar? It That's, it's the silver dollar, yeah. Silver dollar? Silver yeah. dollar. That in has, Marysville? In Marysville, yeah, it's on the river. That's the most amazing Bloody Marys. Everybody wants to go on like a little yeah. motorcycle or a we little cruise. Go. There's a lot of good shit. There's a lot of bikers. We'll have to make yeah. a day of it. Do you have a bike? I do not. I just spend a lot of time on the back of other people's bikes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Long. Do you have I, a, I had a I had a dirt bike and then I rode that for a couple of years, but I almost impaled myself on a log after I was like, oh. riding a single track and it like threw me off on this rock and it like kind of scared me and I was like, I'm not going to progress on this. Oh, that sucks. So I sold it. 1986 Honda XR. I, I buy motorcycles. I it was so fun. I buy oh, motorcycles about every four or five years and then I ride them for about two years and then I crash them. That's my fucking, <laughs> that's my thing. Do you really? How many, yeah. how many crashes have you been in? I've, I've crashed four motorcycles. This explains yeah. a lot. Yeah, I, I just fuck it with you. That's yeah. a lot. Nah, but I, but but with style. Yeah, with style. <laughs> with style. I, I will say the most recent one was my most bitch ass of motorcycle crashes. But prior to that, uh, the thing I had working against me is that fucking artificial feeling of immortality that comes from veterans when they come back from war. So you know, like I'd be out on a fucking Hayabusa in Texas, going like 180 miles per hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, crazy. With, a, with 16 other dudes, like, fucking peg to peg nearly. You know, just fucking getting after it. I'm I definitely more of a Harley today. Yeah, you were talking about that. So why, we were talking about that prior to recording. So give us a little run back of uh, how you spent your day today. Uh, well, I woke up. I walked to my uh, dachshunds and, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, what are their names? Oh, Iris and Peanut. Aw. Yeah. How old are they? 14 and 11. Oh, my God. Months. Little old gray babies. Yeah. No, well, 11 months, too. He's a, he's a little pup. And oh, he's, he's the, the awesome one. Got a uh, baby and a grandpa. Awesome. A grandparent and a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they're, I, I, if you've never had a dachshund, you should get a dachshund. I'm just, they're so they, vertically challenged. You just cannot yeah. have a good time with them. <laughs> Even when they're being assholes, they're kind of adorable. Absolutely. Oh, um, and so, <laughs> yeah. Then I just said, eh, fuck it, let's go see what the block rock is uh, doing. I, was, I just wanted to see all the burners. I was, you know, I'm not going to go out there, hang out at the playa. I just wanted a quick ride and see how fast I can get on, on the interstate. So Right, because Gerlach is only, what, a couple hours from here, an hour and a half? Uh, yeah, I think I did it in nine, uh, probably about an hour and ten. Uh-huh. I was, was going to say, technically, like, when, I, when, I, when I throw it in the GPS... On a work like the work van because I've done some jobs out there. It's two hours and twenty five minutes, mm-hmm. and that's going basically the speed limit. So, you said you did it in how long again? 
Probably about an hour and ten. Those were those are this is a story about driving on roads in Mexico, just in case there's any feds <laughs> yeah, listening. Mexico, exactly. So I have a I have a question. So since you didn't go out to the playa, did you I, I went out to Gerlach one time a couple of years ago and I saw that there's like makeshift bars out there. There is. Uh, are they open right now? Sort of. Yeah, there was a makeshift uh, pizza place out there. Oh, cool! So this it's like a little—it's like a little pop-up city at the moment yeah. in Garlic. Yeah, this is basically hey, the fun to go drive out and go check it out. The only know? thing is, the only thing what is, what are you doing this weekend? No, this is the only thing I will say about that. This is when Gerlach, garage, This is when Gerlach is most cool to go visit, but you could also go hit. You could you could turn off of eighty, and you could get delayed four hours to get out there right yeah. now. Yeah. that's the only downside. Like, you, it's a fucking either or. It's a double-edged sword. It's the coolest time to go there, but if you're not already going out to Burning Man, you, you do not you do not want that. Yeah. Especially I, this weekend when people are, are leaving and, and coming and going, fucking wasted. Every, there's a couple deaths out there every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a really cool pottery place out in Gerlach. It's called Planet X. Planet X Pottery. Yeah, yep. I, I passed it up. Yeah, yeah you should have swung on in. They, I bought this amazing salad bowl that has a little a grater. Salad? I, I love a salad, I, a salad bowl. <laughs> and it has a grater on the bottom of it so you can grind up fresh garlic and ginger and like capers That's and anchovies. Cool. Yeah, I love it. And you can use it as a marinade bowl. I don't know where, I they, I, I don't know where they are. They're probably still packed away somewhere, but I got two little alien... Uh, salt and pepper shakers there. Oh, how cool. That's, funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. funny. Yeah. Good times there, dude. I love that spot. I love Gerlach as a place. Uh, the, one of the first times I actually went there was with my first HVAC job that I had. Oh, actually, it wasn't my first one, but it was um, it was the residential one I worked uh, that uh, Mike also worked oh, with me at, ne- uh, at Nevada Heating. Yeah. And we got we got called out there to do a job of fireplaces because Nevada Heating also did fireplaces. So we installed two fireplaces in this guy's house, and uh, it was a two-day job. So we went out there both days. The first day, you know, we met him quickly, and he showed us where we needed to go, and he was doing stuff around his property. And you could tell he was like a hippie burner type of guy, but we didn't get to really interact with him. And the second day, we finished probably around 2 o'clock. And so he took us out and showed us his hydroponics uh, marijuana farm, nice. which is like it's fertilized by fish that are living in a tank. And they, awesome. They pump the waste out, and that used to fertilize the plants. And then, the then they just feed the fish, and then they eat the fish, and then they have the weed plants. And he he tipped me and my uh, coworker at the time. Uh, do you remember uh, who's the guy I worked with before? Do you remember his name? Fuck. He had a weird. Roger. No, not Roger. He had a funny name. Oh fuck! It doesn't matter. He he tipped us both an ounce of weed. Nice. And That's then really I found cool. out this That's guy's and then I found out this guy's name. Not Chachi. Chachi, yeah, Chachi? yeah. Chachi, yeah. <laughs> so then I found out this guy's name is Will Rogers and he's the CEO of Friends of Black Rock. Oh no shit. And he lives in Gerlag. No so he's shit. like the he's like the big shot caller of fucking Burning Man, basically. That's cool. That was pretty interesting. I like how he has like a very symbiotic grow. Yeah, situation. of course, dude. And he has like a giant rock maze in his yard. Like That's those not, wandering mazes. I mean, the, all, all the old heads of Burning Man, they really are about that life, like beyond a doubt. You know what I mean? Like most of them have been doing it since the late 60s. So it's a great time. <clears throat> uh, but uh, Gerlach is a cool place. And it's a, that's one of those places that if I ever did win the lottery, I wouldn't mind buying just a chunk of land out there, putting a big fucking garage on it. You know, one of those prefabs. Because mm-hmm. could you imagine how easy Burning Man would be if fucking two months out, just you take your all your shit. Take your helicopter in. Yeah, but that's I, because it would be like a day trip. That's because you're a fucking princess, dude. You I'm don't understand. I just don't like hot weather and Look, fucking I desert sand blowing in my fucking face, and then just 
struggling to survive. I'm, I, not, I'm not feeling alive until my life is in danger. Right. That's not danger, though. You know, that's it just is like pretending danger. I'm fucking homeless. You know that's, what I would want to do is go out there <laughs> like, when, when Burning Man's not going on and go out to the edge of the playa and like the, camp out there in the mountain ranges. And where stuff. we could cool. go hit all the hot springs yeah, and stuff, too. Yeah, there's hot springs out there. That'd it's, be cool. It's funny. Yeah, I did a job out this Highcroft mine out there years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And uh, we, well, Pipe fitting. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, we were building a, uh, a truck stop for the mines out there. And I remember we were taking the Black Rock Desert... Uh, back uh, and then going through Gerlach across the playa. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't, oh, that, cool. isn't that fun mm-hmm. driving across oh, the vast? We were hitting like a hundred and yeah. easily rooster tail behind us yeah. with like 40 it, feet. It's alarming like, to drive. Camera? It's alarming for me growing up like four wheeling on dirt roads and out in the woods and shit. Mm-hmm. It feels alarming to not be on pavement and to be going like 90 plus miles per hour. Because oh, yeah. uh, in the back of your head, you just feel like. Pothole, rock. I'm gonna fucking die if I hit something. Yeah. yeah, but there really just is not anything to hit. Yeah, I mean, unless someone no. just buried a fucking RV out there or something, you might find a fucking rut or something. Yeah. But <laughs> that'd be incredibly bad luck. Okay, so you rode out to the playa today, or you rode out to Gerlach. How was the traffic while you're out there? Let's say this is this is Wednesday. At what time do you think you were out there? I would say I got to uh, Gerlach at probably about 10.40. Okay, so nice and early. Mm-hmm. Nice and early. But was there I, a decent amount of traffic or what? There was nothing. That's amazing. Was, I mean, I, a few times I had to when did know, it start? Or when did pass it? up a few vehicles. Monday or Sunday night is when the gates opened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was lines of like two hours, three hours, um, like, like Monday morning. Okay, so that's what I was hearing just watching posts on Facebook. And then one of our mutual friends, um, I can't remember uh, who I'm thinking of, but they posted today that they got out there at like 4 o'clock, 4 p.m. And it was like a two-hour wait to get in the gate, which for Burning Man, that's nothing. John Moon. John Moon, yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. It's funny. You probably saw the same post. Uh, Well, Well, it is weird because I thought I might have passed him (laughs) Well, the line is all on the playa. Like, you're not... No, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's not true. I didn't see... The line can go all the way to fucking Empire. I've seen that before in past years. The first year I went. Oh, well, did you see that roadblock that they? Uh, uh, the, yeah. the climate protesters. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys see it? Do you guys somebody, all see the video? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just making sure because I would and show good. it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, every, uh, stand on the side of the fucking road. Don't be blocking. Yeah, and I mean, like here's my thing. I, I've always said this. I've always said this about that protest methodology of blocking roads. Right. First off. If I had a family member or a friend in the backseat of my car giving fucking birth to a child grievously wounded and you're in the way of of keeping me to get to the hospital i might run you everybody over. dies dude <laughs> yeah I might Every, run you everybody over. dies <laughs> you know what i mean like i do not give a fucking shit look if you got a protest you could be just as effective lining up on both sides of the road yes for a fucking mile with all your fucking signs right 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 and the cops probably won't come and arrest you. And if you want to get in, you know just I mean? like, fucking rotten tomatoes, man. I'm just, I'm like, just, you know. so happy that they... They took care of it real quick. They took care of it real quick. Hey, hey, come on. These for, are tribal police. For the yeah. record, tribal why, why police... Even, why would you even... You should fucking know fuck better, around dude. around with them? Yeah. Right. I mean, dude, look, I'm just saying... Obviously, they weren't using that's, the you're literally, You're literally driving across the border into Mexico... And just fucking block, blocking roads. It's a different fucking country. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's a sovereign well, they were reminded, fucking nation. They were yeah, they reminded of that real they don't quick. Play by your rules. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. 
I was a little alarmed, though, when I saw the video that one lady was still, like, chained to the fucking trailer. That tribal police fucking truck was just, <laughs> straight drug her ass. I was like, oof. Well, yeah. Well, so my my dad's birthday is on opening day of um, cutthroat fishing season on mm. Pyramid Lake. Oh. So it's like a tradition for him and us. We go out there yeah. pretty much every year. And you know Randall. Oh yeah, yeah. I fucking love Randall. Me and Randall, we we went fishing out there a lot last year. We're gonna go again this year. Um, but yeah, I spend a lot of time out at Pyramid Lake, and they don't fuck around, dude. Like, no, they're no. serious. No, uh, I remember the first time I tried to go fishing out there, and I uh, accidentally had my. Um, my pistol uh-huh in my jeep right because we're, we're uh, right here in nevada so it's nothing like we're used to having oh yeah yeah and know? uh my buddy was like oh, holy shit you brought that i'm like oh i totally didn't even think about it and he's like just hide it hide it you know i'm like anywhere oh. he's <laughs> anywhere you like, do not want to be caught with uh-uh. a vehicle prison I mean, vehicle, wallet but a, a, a firearm yeah you're gonna <laughs> have to hide say. that in your prison wallet dude right but uh <laughs> yeah i mean because i didn't know you know, I was like, oh, here, come out from Cal Far. Ha, ha. Yeah, 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 I get it, though. I mean, it's it's almost funny because it's kind of the same way. Like, you can be driving in parts of Nevada, like if you're going up towards Verdi, and you're a Nevadan citizen. You Very got your fucking, you're strapped up. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I'm in California all of a sudden. You're like, let me go ahead and fucking. Like, not only am I strapped, the shit that I have here is not legal over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, here we are once again. We've reached the we've reached the pinnacle of human creation, and by that I mean some of us have to pee, and we're some at some of us have to shit. Some of Mike already Mike t- already, already took his shit. Mike already <laughs> took his daily shit. So you know, Mike comes over to my house and he takes a shit every time. First thing he does when hey, he gets hey, in my door, he's marking his territory. It's like clockwork. Wow. It's, a, it's, a it's subconscious now. It's a it's subconscious a marking. Well, I don't know if you guys. Same thing. I don't know if you two know this. I might have told Jeremy this, but like when I was in like sixth grade, I used to get bullied, and I was a loner. Like I used to play tetherball by myself. You know, Aww. you guys ever play tetherball against yourself? Oh. Yes. Hey, hold yeah. on, hold on, bullied. hold on, hold that thought. We'll be right back. Dang After God. a quick word from our sponsors. You just got sponsors. bullied again, Mike. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, uh, what you guys don't know is after I stopped recording, I continued to bully Mike for an additional 17 minutes. Help. <laughs> I gave him two noogies, and I was beginning to attempt a swirly, but uh, Vader pulled me off of him. Yeah, he so, was being a little aggressive. Yeah, I was a little bit mad. He just said, you know, I'd been bullied, and I was like, I'll fucking show you bullying. <laughs> so anyway, we're back after it. So finish what you're saying, Mike, if you can remember, if I didn't knock it out of you. So you're bullied. Knock it out of me. But up, <laughs> yeah, the shits. Because every time I come to Jeremy's house, I got to take a shit because his bathroom is so comfortable. But really? Yeah. yeah. Well, so here's the, there's, this is why I, I brought it up. Because he was talking about, oh, yeah, Mike takes a shit like clockwork when he gets to my house. It's because I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in this place. But when I was in sixth grade, I used to get bullied all the time. Played tetherball by myself. Um, and the only kids that would like hang out with me were the Hmong gang members. I don't know if you guys know what Hmong kids are like. Hmong yes. People. Yeah, Hmong, the Hmong gang members. And they were all That's what's blue. up, though, Thuggin. And, and the Mexicans no, no, and what, the white what kids. Is, what is a Hmong? Hmongs are... F- An Asian population. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. about. It's kind okay. of like Mongolian. Yeah. But for whatever reason, there's a lot of them in Marysville, Yuba City. And um, I was in sixth grade, and I was taking a shit. During class, because I wouldn't go during like break or lunch or anything like that, because there's too many people out there, too and I was shy, you know. So yeah. I went. I was taking a shit, and these kids were like, they came in and were like pounding on the door, and like tra- it traumatized me. Like 
there was like four or five of them. They're just like yelling and yelling random things. Look at his dick. Look at he's taking his shit. <laughs> and they're like just, just like totally bullying me. Which and is so, fucked. Which is fucked. In a very vulnerable position. Looking at your dick. So from I, I don't know if they you were. They're just saying that. You know. You should just scoop the shit out and throw it over like a monkey. I know. You know? Right? <laughs> Honestly, that's the move. Yeah, that's the move. They're like the pounding room. on the stall, you know. And then like there was a whole thing like for the week after the principal was like showing me pictures of the yearbook. Was it this kid? Was it that kid? I was like, I don't know. I was in the stall. I couldn't tell. And so from oh then on, God. I always had like this fear or like shyness of going in public restrooms and stuff. And, and it's, usually I go when I'm somewhere comfortable. So I'm comfortable at my boy's house. So when I get here, I take a shit. My, my bowels release and I'm all comfy and I go take a shit. That's a very <laughs> bizarre compliment. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's true. <laughs> I, I, always give him, I always give him a little bit of shit for it. But I honestly, I, I've understood that already. I've already understood that, and I don't mind. Like, oh man, I don't. I'm just glad he knows that he's safe to poop here, dude. I'll, I'll if, if, if if someone I'll, kicks if now. someone kicks down the door while you're shitting, my guy, I will kill them right outside the bathroom door for you. That's That's really we balcony. won't need a yearbook. <laughs> we won't need a yearbook. <laughs> need a yearbook. No. <laughs> I mean, now I'll go anywhere. Like I'll, I'll use the porta potties at work, even though I'm spoiled and have a nice brand new office to go shit in. But if I have to, I'll use a porta potty. If I'm at a festival or anything, obviously it's different now, but. Sometimes I get triggered. Have you ever noticed that <laughs> port- porta potties at work are clean? And if you ever go to an event, porta potty at Nasty. an event is just filthy, fucking filthy. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me split that. Let me split that. Let me split that in two. Porta potties where y'all have worked are clean. I was in the army. <laughs> okay. I have I have jerked off in porta shitters in yeah. Iraq. That were 135 degree air temperature, aye, aye, aye. and the pile of shit was a mere half an inch from my own anus. I don't know. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. I feel like there's like yeah. a science in life. Right? That's you can feel jerk. the warmth of well, your ass cheeks. You would see the truck come through. Sandy Hook Shuffle. You would, yeah. you, would, you would see the truck come through, and you would be like, I know I'm going to get a wet butt, Ew. but it's only because they spray it out. Like, once they pump it out, they like spray the whole thing out, so it's all moist inside. Mm. So it was like moist. it was like a fine line <laughs> you had to hit. If the truck just drove away and you jumped in one of those porta shitters, it was like cool and a little bit damp, you know. But you're like, ah, oh, this is nice. It's fresh. The shit's not anywhere <laughs> near your butt. You gotta take the first shit in a fresh porta shitter. The, the payment for that is it's damp, right? But if you wait, the splashback. Yeah, yeah, you get a little more <laughs> splash. But if you wait, if you wait, if you wait thirty minutes to an hour and a half. Then that 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 water sitting in there turns into humidity, so then you're just boiling while you shit, Oof. and you've got a fucking That's you've got slow. at best a chew with That's one roommate, if not two or three roommates. So it's like you're not fucking trying to fucking jerk one off there. So that's where you got to go. I mean, you so can do you, it quietly. You got no. That's <laughs> just I would prefer rude. that over doing it in the. They don't need to know. Listen, I wish that quietly. was a, I wish that was an option for me. But I sound like a yak fucking a boulder when I when I come. I'm just like, no! I am oh, so God. grossed out at the thought of that, and you like uh, some nasty ass porta potty <laughs> making but, those noises, but fucking the, like a but the gorilla. Cool thing, the you're fu- using your sweat as your loop. No. Yeah. Exactly. The man is no. right. The man is right. I was this just is fixing like to say that. Disgusting man shit. But the thing is, the this, thing this is, this is why men are. Disgusting. The thing is, if you're sitting this on the toilet it. and you make that kind of noise, someone just assumes it's a rough shit. Ew. But if you're in your bunk at night, everybody knows what's going yeah. on. <laughs> this is why you need a fucking gag ball, dude. I swear to God, this is gonna be your character. You mean he doesn't have character. one in his drawer over there? I definitely, I, I definitely have a gag ball in the drawer I over there. Come on, man! Some girl licked his ass. You need during, it. Yeah. During, during Not after that porta potty shit, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's let's circle back. Let's circle back. So we just heard we just heard a embarrassing, traumatic story from Mike Gaddy. Mm. So I think that's an interesting direction to go ahead and take this conversation. So we're going to start with you, Vader. What's like the most embarrassing childhood memory that you have? And then we're all going to take our turns. Most embarrassing. You know, I feel like uh, I have that uh, that trigger where you block out everything. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I can't remember anything traumatic, uh -huh. so I really have nothing to say about well, this. Well, not only that, it was like 48 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, there's that factor. I'm just well, I mean, I do have a bit of spice in my, my beard. That's true. Just a little bit of salt and pepper. Yeah, just and by a little bit of salt and pepper, I mean, like, as comparison to where they make the salt and pepper. It's just a little bit. <laughs> Um, I think the worst experience is, uh, you know, shitting your pants as oh, a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and I, I think everyone has done that as a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did it. I, I did, did it as, as an adult. adult. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I did it. I, I did it last week on Monday. Just hung over as fuck on a roof. Like, <laughs> luckily, luckily, my job's pretty isolated. I'm just by myself. And I always keep spare pair of clothes, like socks, underwear, and T-shirts in my van because I get usually, like, soaked by work, you know, just super wet or whatever. So I just keep it there, but I was just leaning over the top of this condenser, and I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little gassy, and I just fucking totally sharded all over myself. Thought it was a fart. <laughs> yeah. a bit, a uh, just up on a roof by myself, though. But just, like, it just goes to prove. It. it just goes to prove. The distance between you and childhood doesn't make you safe. Right. Nope. I think in my 20s, uh, I was stuck on the 22 uh, yeah. in a little Saigon. Um, and <laughs> I had to take the worst shit of my life. And, yeah. you know, back, it's all the way back. You know, like you're sitting there, you're waiting to get off an exit for 20 fucking minutes. Yeah, yeah. I know, dude. That's and a nightmare. I That's remember a nightmare. getting off the exit, running into this fucking, what was it, a 7 Eleven or something like that. And they're like, no bathroom here. I'm like, I was like, you know, I please. I was like my God. brother in Christ, please, dude. Please, You're like, God, there's about please. to be a bathroom right here, <laughs> dude. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Go up to next door, right? And like, next door is like some, you know, like fucking uh, Vietnamese fucking, I don't know, restaurant, pho place, right? And they're like, you know, the customer? I'm like, I, can I use the restroom? I'll buy whatever. You're like, no, no. And they send you me buy off. first. You buy first. I, I, they send me off. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, so I'm. You know, gunning down fucking Beach Boulevard somewhere <laughs> and just sneezed, done. Sneezed? <laughs> a sneeze did you in, huh? Oh, oh the sneeze. <clears throat> or did you completely out? Completely did me in. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, it did him out. It, it did him out. Like a, it's like the blowout from the back. Like. <laughs> the blowout from the back. That might you're be like the name God, of this episode. You're like, God damn it, man. Yeah. Oh, the pressure was relieved at least, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I felt really good afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's one thing about when you, there's one thing about when you, the moment right after you shit your pants is like, at least you're know, like, I do not any longer have to shit. Right. Yeah. You, it's <laughs> uncomfortable, you but you're relieved. Like, you're like, I might that. have two new problems. It's a, it's a weird contrast of, yeah, of relief, but you know, uncomfort. You're like, yeah. I'm going to call into work. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to go home. I well, I mean, I'm going to go start it over. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to wash these pants and these fucking chairs. And <laughs> what I did, what I did was even funnier on that rooftop where I shit myself recently. I just stripped down to my boots. Because you're on a rooftop. Yeah, because I'm on a rooftop. There's nobody up nobody there. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised. But no, no, no. Were you I don't want to see that. Were you throwing your boots? Were you throwing them like mad? Or no, you I just, just them off to the side. No, I just took the boxers off, right? 
I, I cleaned myself up with the front side of the boxers, which Obviously. weren't blown out, right? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad of a shirt, but it was enough. I was about to be right. Like... So this client had been a consistent pain in our ass for a long time. So I went back at just commando style down to the van, got my new boxers, went to the bathroom, put my new boxers on after doing a little bit of extra cleanup. And I just went back up to the roof where these... Uh, absolutely destroyed boxers just happened to be sitting and i was like well what am i gonna do with these you know? i happened just to forget them no i threw them in the air return oh <laughs> no no oh yeah you are they'll fucked. never find the smell they'll never find they'll them because ne- oh, i knew where to hide them like i tucked is... them in deep dude if they change that if they change the if they pull out the whole blower assembly they they'll might. find them. They'll find them. <laughs> We're going to be like 200 episodes. They're going to be like stuck to the side of the fucking air Oh, what I did. I, I threw them and it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like you said, we're going to be would, 200 like episodes t- in and Jeremy's going to get fired. Yeah, somebody's going to find out 200 episodes in once. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd, like to tell you, I'd like to tell you I regret it, but I don't. No, I, I don't. No, I don't think you, you do. You just gotta commit to that motion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I was in. I actually feel you're really proud of it that moment. I, oh, he yeah, did. For sure. I, like, what else was heard, I gonna do with them? Did you, you know? hear his intention? The way he said, he's like, I threw it so in look, the air. Return. The listeners can't see, but the look on his face was totally just convinced. He's like, yeah. I did it. What are you gonna do about it? Completely. Fucking yeah. spank me. Yeah. Yeah. A, I it, like that. It was more satisfying than the shit I accidentally took. Oh my god! All right. Well, Alex, what's your most embarrassing? Oh my god! Story? So I, it takes uh, probably my entire childhood, honestly. I was uh, well, no, I was like an extremely shy and and like bullied a lot, and so like it took me a long time to get over that. But as an adult, it I don't even remember the last time that I was embarrassed, but I do remember some two good shit stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do, I do, I do. Like the one was when I. I was gonna say, it doesn't uh, have to be. I, a was, I know, right, right. No, no, no. It's a good one. So I was about, mm, I was about ten years old, and my parents at the time we were heading down to downtown Detroit. And if you guys have ever been to downtown, like to Detroit, oh no. If you guys have ever been to Detroit, it is a concrete city, and it's like all the highways are kind of sunken down low, and so it's there's not a lot of air movement on it, and it's like built as a pinwheel, so there's no straight away breezes that are coming through. It's like when the air is in there, it's stagnant, and that's why it just gets real hot in Detroit, and and then the humidity and everything. Oh God, it was awful sometimes. But there was just one hot July day, and I had a stomachache, real Ooh. bad, and I knew it, Ooh. and I even told them. I don't feel very well. They're like, we're all getting in the fucking van. And it was like one of those like. I feel like a woman says when she doesn't feel gonna, good. I mean it. I'm, I mean, I can be like a little whitey bitch sometimes. And it's usually mainly when I'm hungover. But if I'm like not feeling it, like I mean it when I'm talking about it. And right. That it's day, like, yeah. There's a clue, right? Like what, like Vader's saying, when a woman tells me I don't feel good. I take it very seriously. Yeah, you yeah. I take it very seriously because I don't want to be. I don't want to be there nope. for what happens next. Let's get stopped somewhere. I know because I get like, <laughs> real cranky too. I get ornery. Like I get real ornery. But I like, and it was orner, a, ornery. Ornery. It's like ornery. being hangry. <laughs> like kind. Of, yeah, it's like being hangry and just like. <laughs> 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 it's like that pretty much. And so we had this. We had this van that had a back seat and. And we were stuck in traffic for an hour and a half on I-96 going south. And it was so hot. It was awful. And, of course, the the charge went out on the van, like, the day before. They hadn't got it fixed yet. And so it was just hellacious. And I remember my stomach and just, like, cooking and cooking and cooking. And I had a shit. And there was, like, another three miles. And it was not happening. And it had to happen then. There was nothing going to change 
my life nope. in that moment. I was either hopping on the highway and shitting in the street or right there in the van. <laughs> I hopped in the back and there was a five gallon bucket. Oh, perfect. <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. And I <laughs> luckily I it was violent. It was loud. And Everybody could hear it. <laughs> it just echoed out of the bucket. Too. Oh, then, like, the bucket just resonated. And, and, like, and I, I mean, I'm a thin human now, but like being a skinny little tiny tiny fourth grade like 10 year old fourth grader i was so little i was like a like a very little person your parents were traumatized you were traumatized the I mean, this was is 26 years <laughs> later and i remember it to this day like everyone's gagging like people were like oh, oh, breathing God. out like the window on like the side like the little like slide <laughs> windows like it's like i seen it uh was it uh Stand by me. Yeah, yeah. Where everyone starts vomiting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty close to that, and then we had to sit with it. Like you said, another three miles, and it took like another hour and a half because, of course, there wasn't a lid, and <laughs> just dying. And <laughs> you win some, you lose some. And he and, he, and my stepdad went and threw it in a Seven Eleven dumpster. So that's nice. <laughs> that's for people had to do. Way to go, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good one, dude. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. All right, so my are are we ready for mine? I don't know. Uh, I accidentally snuck an extra embarrassing story in, but it was as an adult, and it was like two weeks ago. But my most embarrassing childhood memory, let me set the scene for you guys who love doing this. So there I was, the year between sixth and seventh grade, when I had found uh, <clears throat> drugs in vagina. And, uh, what is it? Drugs and vagina. Oh, oh, I thought you yeah. said drugs in vagina. You were that, that young. That, when you, you, were that, you were that young when you discovered that. When I started doing drugs in vagina. That sounds like yeah, a great definitely. Band. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to be right? technically, drugs. if you if you want to get real technical, and this is maybe a detail better save for the uh, unlicensed therapy, but uh, don't even get involved. My virginity was yes. was gone well before then, so I'll just say this. Yes, leave it alone. Drugs and vagina caused my GPA to take a major hit between <laughs> into my sixth grade year, right? So I had to go to summer school for seventh grade, but I had a the deal worked out was that I was going down to school in uh, Fair Oaks, Sacramento area, but then I was going up to my mom's for the summer, so I had to do summer school up in Plymouth County where I was originally born, right? So the summer school was ran in Plymouth County. There's like four towns, if you will. The one I was from was Quincy, but Greenville was another one in that county, and that's where the summer school was, right? So I had to take a bus all the way out there and go to summer school in Greenville. <clears throat> so in Greenville, there was a whole another batch of little fucking... Hood rats. Hood rats that I didn't really know. You know, I didn't grow up with them. <clears throat> so Hillbilly wood rats. So there I was just a moderately, you know, cute, what are you in that age frame, 13, 14, somewhere in there? You know, boy, and there's all these fresh new ladies that didn't know nothing about me and and i always had accidental riz <laughs> as the kids are calling it you know so there's these girls like passing me notes in class and there's a little bit of a vibe for the first couple weeks you know and we're flirting back and forth and it was all fine and dandy and there was this one that like took a liking to me and she sat behind me in class and she was just like touching me all on my shoulders and like putting her hand down my shirt onto my chest and, you know, like, you know, puberty was, you know, just Raging. just then upon me, you know, the, within the last fucking year of my life. So I didn't really know how to contain such energy. So there I am in class in a fucking like tank top T-shirt and fucking shorts because it's summer. And I, I'm just sprouting fucking mean ass wood. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> mean ass wood. She's getting you all around. Yeah, fucking like, like basketball she, shorts. Yeah, she's got me. No, I mean they were they were they were like board shorts, so it was enough of a waistband where I could tuck it, which was fine for the situation, you know. Tuck it up. But you can't yeah, stand tuck it up. up. Yeah, but I couldn't stand up, and nothing was going on. But uh, I had made a f- fatal mistake that I didn't know was a mistake earlier in that day, or a little break. Uh, I had shown one of the other girls like my my little like prepubescent abs, you know, because <laughs> I was jacked. I was like little boy jacked, little boy jacked, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So so it just the subject came up. Oh, the subject came up in class, like right at the end of the day, where the so girls like, "Have you even seen his abs?" And and the girl that was like touching on me is like, "What? You got abs?" I was like, "Nope." <laughs> I do not. Not right yeah, now. Right? Right? No abs. Nope. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> no abs, no, no abs hey. here. Bitch is lying. Like, lying. Cause I'm talking about I'm talking about the lightest tank top shirt was between me and fucking ultimate shame. You yeah. know what I mean? And it went it went about as south as it could have went. You nice. know. It really it went it went sideways so so fast. I didn't even have like the tools. To fucking stop what happened next. Right, you have no right. conversion tools. Yeah, well, so I was like, I couldn't have talked it off. I was like already getting embarrassed, you know. Face is all red. Face was red as fuck. I'm a ginger, so my <laughs> face is already red. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was it Sweating was like a Horton shirt. It was it was a DR Horton shirt red after that. You know, like it was as red as it gets. But now, anyway, now, the did, girl the girl did that every girl want to So three girls, three girls turn around. Every right? girl. Two girls two girls. On both sides of me, the girl behind me, and they all start pulling at my shirt. Right? Like, I want to see. And I'm like, like no, savage. no. And, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get the fuck out of this situation. Like the the summer school teachers up front already fucking eyeballing me. They're like what the fuck is going on, right? <laughs> and they're and they're tearing at my shirt, you know. And so I, I, they all grabbed on at once, You'll and I and, and last last ditch effort, I just fucking bolted straight forward. And they all ripped my shirt <laughs> right in half. And here's just a little fucking angry Jeremy Pecker. A little ginger fucking, boy, a little ginger, a little seventh grade ginger Pecker. F- halfway out of my fucking pants for the whole class to see. Everybody, of course, turned around because of the noise. Yeah. So like 37 <laughs> fucking kids got to see my fucking dick that day. Right? It was in the yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> If they did yearbooks, if they did yearbooks for summer school, it would have been. But the worst part of this story is, after that, the teacher made fun of me. The fucking oh. teacher called me a little pervert. Ah, oh. right. That's right. And then, and then, and then, you're a boy because you're a boy. Yes, right. Victim and blaming here. And right then one step, one step worse. The girl that was touching on me and pulling on me. I'm putting these on. Yeah, you should. You're gonna look good in those. Yeah, put those if that would have been reversed and it was a girl, yeah, uh, somebody would have gone to jail. Yeah, somebody yeah, would have gone, gone to jail for sure, bro. But but that one class above me, the seventh to eighth grade summer school, the girl that was touching on me, her her boyfriend was in that, and then he heard about it, 
And me and him got in a fist fight, and he kicked the shit out of me while I was waiting for the bus that day. Oh, man. So not only did, not only did I get humiliated in front of the whole summer school. Violated, humiliated. Then, then I showed my dick to his girl. Disrespected. And he kicked the shit out of me, dude. Damn. Yeah, it was a bad day, dude. Wow. I was like, I was like was fuck summer day. school. I'm never coming back, dude. I'll, I'll repeat it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was fuck like, I'll this. do sixth grade again. Fuck this shit. That's awful. That was my most embarrassing childhood story. Wow. Yeah, I still think about it sometimes. I don't blame you. I, I would yeah, too. We can tell. Yeah. The amount of passion and anger in your voice right there. Damn, it sucks. Um, Listen, technically, I was sexually assaulted that day. Yeah, you technically <laughs> were. <laughs> Not that I was complaining the first 25 minutes of that story. I really wasn't. You know, it's, it's weird you say the sexual assaulting thing. Um, I remember in my early 20s. You know what? We'll leave this for a different day. No, no. Let's no, get into it. it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Well, no, because um, my early 20s, I had this uh, fantastic girl. She was, uh, you know, I was, you know, I was all about her and everything like yeah. that. And I ended up going to a party without her. And I remember getting so drunk, blacked out. I went to my friend's room, crashed out. Next thing I remember is this, this girl that was hitting on me earlier was riding me. Pretty sure that's rape. <laughs> Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't know how to, you know, like, can you be yes. rape? Yes, you can. I mean, yes, I will say this. I will say this. Yes, technically, that is sexual assault and rape. I just I just remember, like, like but, singing, I'll never say this to my girlfriend. I can't tell her this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because I totally thought I And that's a bad place to be in for yeah. you, you know? Now you're fucked uh -huh. because someone took advantage of you when you were drunk. You have a girlfriend who you were really smitten by, and now you have to keep the secret from her, and she probably felt the vibe. That's a good point. Like I, well, she probably I did really, feel the vibe. They always did do. Feel, we always they do. Always we always do, feel yeah. the vibe. We all know the vibe. Yeah, her you name never was get Sheila. It was like the weirdest thing too. I just remember thinking, "Holy fuck!" I, you know, because I used to be, you know, I was in early twenties. Like, dude, the wind would blow. I'd get fucking hard. Right. <laughs> it's pretty standard. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. And, I mean, still, still in my late thirties. So is that rape? I, I mean, I. Uh, my definition. Yeah. Yes. A girl having yes. the same situation yes. if it's reversed. That's For sure. Date. That's date yeah. rape. For yeah. sure. Wow. Yeah, great. They call it gray rape. Well, uh, a lot of times because it's like the girls are incapacitated and they're not able to say no or they're like passed out and some either they come to you or they wake up in the morning. Like that's. I'm yeah, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, I'm sorry that happened to you too. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for as a young man with a with a forming sexuality, it can be very difficult to separate those things. Uh, one of my first uh, chosen lovers, or one of my first lovers that I accepted, was like a 26-year-old woman when I was like 14, 15. God damn! Right, and uh, God, what, I mean, by, at 26, pretty positive that's also statutory rape. No, that's definitely <laughs> statutory rape. How do you, what do you see in a 14-year-old? Well, because she's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> well, she was not only a weirdo. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's like a predator right there. Like she was not only episode. a weirdo. She was not only a weirdo, but my innocence was long gone before then. So yeah, I'm not I, justifying it. I'm just saying. Say, no excuse. I'm just saying I wasn't calling the cops. What was her, what was her name? Was it like Mary Louise? Was it Mary Louise Parker? No, something like that. that no, 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 no. That like had uh, that teacher. Song? That teacher that ended up. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I, I can't remember. I'm pretty positive it was Mary Louise, and she got impregnated by a 13-year-old or a 12-year-old, one of her students. What? Yeah. It was also, I think she was, like, in her late 20s as well, too. I mean, that was right at, 
you know, 13 for me was uh, just, it was the board. 13 to 14 was the point where I stopped shooting dust and started shooting loads, you know? That's oh <laughs> hard to say. Like, could you imagine if you lost your virginity and made a baby as a dude? Like, There's it happens to girls, right? happen. it happens yeah, to girls yeah. a lot. But damn, also, uh, that story you're talking about, I remember hearing about it because uh, she went to prison mm-hmm. and then they, they connected. They connected. And, uh, while she was in prison and then they ended up having like a little bit of a custody battle but then they decided to get back together when she got out of prison and he was like 24 years old or whatever and she was like 36 i'm I'm pretty positive she also had she was like banned contact from him and then also got impregnated again again by him so that's how she they have two kids together was because even during the banned contact she still Mm. uh sure why not we got uh, we got our, we our got drinks. our guests serving us drinks at the table at the studio Spirit for lunch. What a this nice. episode. I feel like this is what it's supposed to be. On this like. episode, <laughs> the guests. Come on, you this serve episode us. brought to you by Topo Chico. Yes, Topo Chico. If you're listening, we're open to sponsorships. <laughs> Preferably, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be a great that would be a great sponsor. Cause cheeks cheeks be my favorite. I like to call it cracking cheeks. Cracking cheeks. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, now that we just went down the road of uh, pedophilia. <coughs> yeah, we're covering all the bases. Yeah, we're getting it all, yeah, we're right. getting it all in tonight. Yeah, we're hard getting it all. Turn. A hard turn. Hard turn. Um, we're coming into the part of the show where I really like to just take a step back, uh, get back into our guest, you know. And so one of the big things that I always like to do on this show is I like to highlight my guests and I want to preface what I'm about to say with this. If I choose someone to be on this podcast, if, if, if I bring you on for an interview, it's because I see some magic in you. It's because I see or love uh, something about your art, your personality, or what you're doing in life. And that's why I want to highlight you and immortalize you, uh, you know, on the greater uh, cloud that is Spotify. So that being said... Well, I, I appreciate what you just said right now, and it's hard for me to take compliments as a dude. And I think a lot of guys uh, in the construction field have those those feelings where, you know, s- gratitude and all that is really hard to accept. You know, and it's not accepting to believe. It's, you know, we're men. We have a lot of things we we try to push down because we have a whole day ahead of ourselves. We have a billion things on our mind, mm-hmm. and a lot, you know, and that has a lot to do with mental health and a lot of team with uh, just respecting and loving yourself. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Jeremy. No, Aww. you're very welcome, dude. And it's well deserved. Seems like you've well all received it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 well deserved, and it's something that I want to carry forward. And we're we're coming up right now. We're we're at 58 minutes, and we're gonna take another break at an hour. So, what I'm gonna do, which I rarely do, is I'm gonna take this opportunity to pose a question for you. And then we're going to take a break, and then I'm going to allow you to think about the answer and, and, and give your best, your best representation of yourself in this regard, you know, from your perspective. And that question is this. <clears throat> One of the things I love to highlight is people's art, right? And of all the things we've talked about tonight, I think we've touched our toes into something that I consider to be your art. I think earlier in the conversation, towards the very beginning, you touched into something that is maybe your developing art, right? And what I really want to know about you is, what is your passion? 
What is your art? What, are, what have you gotten good at? And what are you trying to develop? And what is the thing that gets you up in the morning and gets you excited, not necessarily attached to your work, but definitely attached to like what makes your spirit sing? And what is the thing that you believe you have to offer this world? So when we return from this commercial break and a word from our sponsor, I would love to hear about how Vader sees himself, sees his art, and sees what he has to offer this world. And on that note, we'll be right We'd like to take a minute to just highlight one of our favorite sponsors, Nitro Poo Brew Coffee. Nitro Poo Brew Coffee is specially formulated to make your guts empty. If you are one of those people that depends on their morning coffee to take their morning shit, then this is it, Nitro Poo Brew Coffee, for when you need that gong git for that morning shit. Back. And we're back. Welcome back, folks. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) before this commercial break and a word from our sponsor, I definitely asked our guest to consider what his art is and what his passions are and the things that drive him. So I just want to give you the floor right now, and I want you to give us, uh, you know, just an overlay of the things that make you happy and the things that make you feel special and, and where you're at in those. Well... Jeremy, um, there's there's been a lot of passions in my life, 100%. I feel like everyone has to go through a bunch of passions mm-hmm. to find themselves and what they love and what moves them. I couldn't agree more, For honestly. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, at the moment right now, it's, uh, you know, DJing and uh, nerding out and getting down to, like, make the crowd move because I love to see people dance and jump and go at it, just carefree. But, you know, that also stems from uh, my, my passion of my little bit of my past. And the completely off the wall, different thing is I am a third level bronze uh, ballroom dancer. Oh, wow. Let's get into That's that. Awesome. Tell us how, do, how does a person find themselves? How do you even get to a third level? Ballroom Brown. dancing at a high level. That's Let's yeah. get into that. Let's, I'm so curious. It's funny, yeah. it's funny you say that. It's, it's almost like taking, you know, some kind of like karate or whatever like martial arts class yeah but you get into and you get to these points where you know every step counts your posture is like on on point and you're you're moving not just for yourself you're moving with somebody with a partner yeah right right. yeah and you have to be a great lead and that's Mm -hmm. what makes a man Mm -hmm. and what got me to that point is actually my social distance from women for a long time i Interesting. I, I used to be like out in Xanax and all that, and I tried to, you know, like cover up, like you know, you're a little scared to talk to people, to like presenting yourself as yeah. a man, and like even even though it doesn't seem like it, and a lot of people are oh, dancing. Well, hey, no, it, actually, that's 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 panty dropping shit right there, honestly. It, it is actually. <laughs> if you like, can take a girl like just talking with her and be like, like I could actually, we'll pour up and dance I could with actually her? take you right now. <laughs> and move you without you even knowing yet you're going to move. You could I believe lead. that. You could lead, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it's a good lead. I went to an art high school that did martial arts and dance with yeah. RPE. We didn't do PE. We did martial arts and we did dance. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. 
No, and tell me about it because I mean. <clears throat> no, 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 no. No, no. You finish, and then I'll talk about. I don't, that I don't give a shit about the high school. Yeah, yeah, you're, not back on, in, you're not backing all this. Extracurricular activities. I want to hear about the professional. Like, nice yeah. fucking yeah. try, Vader. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah, fucking try. Here, like, so nice try, worming out of this. <laughs> we're gonna get into it. Let's talk about but, it. So, uh, where are the competitions held at? Are they? They're all over, actually. I mean, and um, it's it's like those things that you don't hear about, like in. Uh, like the world of salsa in Reno was huge and pachata, like just huge. And you still, you, you still hear about them now and then you have to like be part of those groups and stuff like that. But if you've ever been to a club that does pachata, like dirty dancing pachata, you'd be fucking blown away. I know just a, I just know a little cursory bit about this cause I know salsa and merengue yeah. and Cha-cha. line and swing dancing. Yeah. But ballroom dancing is something West I don't Coast specifically know about. Swing, yeah, of course, like yeah. So I, I got a little bit. Waltz and all that, yeah. So I got a little That's bit awesome. of that flavoring in, in, in my past. But what I want to hear about is how did you get into this? Like, yeah. how did it start for you? When, uh, when was the first time honestly, you started learning? I saw, I saw a bro once, um, and he was former military. I, I saw him, like, just pick up a girl, swing her around like it was nothing. I was like, man, that seems so cool, right? And I'm sitting over here on the bar, like, I can't even, like, say hi to a girl, right? So, you know, I'm driving down the street, and I see this fucking studio. I was like, oh, oh, that's cool, right? And, you know, every day you pass by it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, I'm on Xanax. Why don't I give that motherfucking shit a try? (laughs) (laughs) But it really did get me out of being socially awkward with women. And I'm going to say it right now. If you ever have a chance, just do it. Because, one, yeah. let's just say this. If you're going to get married, and I've seen so many couples go in there just to do the basics to get through their first three or four dances. At, at their wedding at or their whatever. Wedding. Yeah. But if you're a master, you don't even need to do that. No, you don't. But I'll say this, too. too. Yeah. Like you said panty dropping. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I end up like fucking somebody's wife, and that's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I usually charge for that, but <laughs> you're like, yeah. I swear this like took this. That, and that I, escalated. Right, well, right. you know the intimacy, the intimacy, the sexuality, like and that's something that she was probably missing in her marriage for sure. That wasn't there, and a man taking the lead on that. Right. Well, right. And, and that's a big part of it too. I think you touched on it. That sucks. That yeah. leadership yeah. from men. That leadership from men is so important to women today. Yeah. You know that we live in a world where we have to balance the equality of men and women, but a lot of women are still just instinctually attracted to a man that can lead that's in right. any so, way. So it's funny that we're getting on this topic. Real quick digress before we get back in, because I want to hear the competitions. I want to hear like how like that went, honestly. But I was just talking about this yesterday and how women, we fought like the suffragists, you know, it like, started here in Carson City and Nevada. Like this is where they all kind of came through, like started on their battle board, like equality for women's yeah. rights, you know, education, voting, the whole nine yards and everything. But... I think during that time, we forgot also about the fact of like masculinity and femininity as well, because there was such a staunch societal role at that point that it was almost oppressive. But now we're getting into a point where it's yeah. too freeing because women are expected to when you when you give yourself as a woman to a man, you're sacrificing opportunities. You're sacrificing your body to have children with them. You are giving right. yourselves to them in a way that is not 
uh, able to be in a masculine delivered way. But right, we right. are still there expected to work 40 hours a week, provide half the bills, take care of the house because there's a lot of men out there that Why? Don't do I'd, those. I'd, do, I'd do that too. I would be, I would be the guy that would uh, honestly be the one. Yeah. Like that would like a woman to stay home, like take if it, like a, a shirt. That would be her job, and I would respect yes. that a hundred percent. Yes, and see, and like, and that is what is so forgotten right now within this generation is the drive to be this girl boss and be out there and working hard and be equal, equal with a man when it's not necessarily. I mean, if you need to catch up on bills, yeah, like that. yeah, exactly. But at the same time, though, as a woman, like you're providing so much. As a, if you're a high value woman and you're providing so much value to the relationship and to the home the man should also be providing the value to you so there is a balance. Mm -hmm. So then right. you're both not stressing out. You're both not trying to make ends meet. Right. And chasing this dual income, it's a it's a balance between the both of them. And it's like well, it's and a then, lost And then you lose yeah. you then lose you a lot lost. of yeah. then you lose yeah. a lot of the attractive qualities of masculinity in that and situation. Femininity. And yeah. femininity. Right. And then you're yeah. trying to catch you know up I mean? on personal time. You're yeah. trying to catch up on, you know, even sharing your day to day yeah. Like life, mm -hmm. but what what I really want to do now? It's almost like a competition. But yeah, yeah, not, and, and that's, that's, that's not how it should be. be. A balance, that's right? not it's how it should be. It should be a balance. Yeah. Be a balance. Yeah. So that was a great point, and I'm glad you brought that up, Alex. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and I'm because it is something that I think about all the time. Because there's got to be there's got to be a balance between the old ways and the new ways. Uh -huh. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. I think the old ways, they they had they had their purposes and their oh, timeline yeah, they where they fit and they made sense and culturally and and societally and historically, right? And now I think the way we've gone is almost too far. Correct. Where you're pulling uh, men and women away from the things that they're supposed to be. A man should be able to change a fucking tire. A man should be able to defend yeah, his woman. Right? A man should be able to fucking handle the bills. And if a woman can enhance that on every level, then great, right? Yeah, there's things but, that men are supposed but to But how many dudes how many dudes are looking for a fifty fifty partner on all levels and because of that they lose their own their own special thing, their own so, masculinity. So right? get back to this. So to right lead back a woman, in, yeah. To lead right. a woman. And so leading a woman can be okay. I think it's great. Take yeah. me out of the Absolutely. Course. So, so take uh, us down this journey that how you got there. So let's 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 keep it simple, stupid. Love it. <laughs> let's keep it simple. Like honestly, like would you be the happiest man, like living like your father or your your grandfather? I think you would. Mm-hmm. Even I think women say the same thing as a grandma or... Oh, my God. I would be so happy. Right, right. Like, taking right. care and of everything. Their values and their, and, and their standards were set. They kept it real easy. And let's be honest. If Once you start bringing in this and this, this and this, oh, I do more than him. This is a competition. Why is it a competition? It should never be a competition. It no. should be a partnership. Correct. So... And I feel like a lot of people forget that, and they they do um, keeping score. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. I've seen that in every every relationship I've had, and yeah. a lot of my friends too. Yeah, but that's the now. Yeah, that's we the now. We should not keep a score. We should once we say something's over with, we should be over with. Once <clears throat> that dance is over with, the dance is over. Perfect, right? perfect analogy. Yeah. yeah, and like there's also men like I've like dated previously that have 
wanted me to be the breadwinner and take care of them and then stay home and like dick Bullshit. around. Uh, yeah. And dick around on their hobbies and, Bullshit. and, and they, but, but they're also not providing value to the home. Like I'm still coming home and cooking. Mm-hmm. I'm still going out and doing the grocery shopping. So they're not picking up that slack. Right. Yeah. And I sure. have the capability of yeah. being the breadwinner, but I don't feel like, well, that's, that's where it becomes double edged. I don't, I don't you know? really feel like that's my purpose in life is to no. be making that. And that's what I'm saying. It, look, if, if it just happens on this podcast, if happenstance, one partner, can make the more bread than the other, yeah. then the other partner's job becomes everything else At the, uh, yeah. to support, yeah. you know? And and I don't care it, what it is, male or female, but I'm just saying the traditional role set, it also ties back into how fucked up our economy is. Because if you look at our grandparents, m- my grandfather could go to work and make his $40,000 a year, which was amazing That's money the back time. then. Yep. You know, that was amazing money. Right. And, and that was the had, whole household good, was taken care of. They were buying $100,000 houses. You know what I mean? $100,000 I mean, I mean, houses. That, if you, know? you think about it, that, that's almost the equivalent of a $100,000 salary now. Exactly. But that's um, what I'm saying right. is, but Inflation. now the way the economy is, if you don't got two partners making 50 for 100 total, what can you buy in Reno? Because you, when you look at what you should be purchasing a house at, you you should take you should take you should take ten percent of your yearly salary as the down payment for a house, right? So if you use that math and you expound it outwards, right? Yeah. The average the any house you're gonna buy in Reno, first off, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars is your bare is your minimum. bare minimum though. That's yep. your bare minimum for a place that isn't like a fucking mobile home. And usually it's something. more than one person to make. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, when you're talking about a four hundred thousand dollar house, forty thousand dollars, right? Forty thousand dollars, ten percent of what? Not all the time. If it's a first home. Forty thousand dollars. That's not even that's like one percent or some shit. No, of a four hundred thousand though. Wait. But I'm, I'm was, so confused. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. What I was going back to is that the thing is, like, you keep it simple, stupid, because, yeah. like, uh, if you're trying to catch up, that's fine. Right. right. And if she finds a lot of, um, let's say, uh, freedom in her, what she's doing and she loves what she's doing, that's great. Mm-hmm. And if he's not doing and finding the same, Y'all need to have a good talk mm-hmm. and be like, look, uh, let's talk. I mean, do not support a man <laughs> ever. I know, isn't that weird? But don't ever yeah. support a woman yeah. that's not going to support you back, at least mentally. Again, and it goes both ways. It's really difficult, I feel like, in this day and age. And I, I feel coming from the Midwest, there's a lot of more traditional and midwestern values that's but true. then you're out here true, yeah. it is so few and far between and when i talk to women who are my age and they're they have very different mindsets on this and yeah. where i would have a zero problem being like uh, being stay-at-home like parent, a stay-at-home, stay-at-home mom, mom yeah. hypothetically but yeah. the thing is though i would have a part my part-time job would be pursuing my hobbies as well right, too right. which mm-hmm. would be trying to get that side grind going it would be <laughs> tax derby you know yeah, i mean yeah, the yeah. squatch queen over here dude squatch that's literally all i want to do i just want to do like bad all day tax ass derby, man. i'm i would love to do it i know there's like a market for it i can make serious money doing it. like if i have sure, the time yeah, but yeah. i don't have fucking time to do well, that's because we're all so busy fucking surviving, and that's part of the fucking problem, dude. Yeah. Like, how many hours a week do each of us have yeah. to do just to pay our basic bills, right? Like, for me, 30 hours of my week, if you separate all my other assets and all the other revenue streams that I have, 
30 hours of my week pays my basic bills, right? So if I'm doing a 40-hour week, what does that leave me with? But I don't do 40-hour weeks. I do fucking 60-hour weeks. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we all, we all got to come up with that number and that budget. <laughs> but I think, we've gone, I think we've gone way afar... From the original topic. From this original topic. And of I think, a man leading and a woman I almost into give, ballroom dancing. I well. Yeah, I almost want to give Vader some uh, credit because he did fucking, he did sideline us a little bit Segwayed on this. Segwayed out of that. Yeah, he tra- he's, trying to, he's trying to step away from something I could the tell he truly side. has a right to be proud of. So what I want to get right back into, Vader, is continue the story about how you started ballroom dancing. Well, he did. He told us about that. Okay, so how about the competition aspect? Uh, and then how you got into that, the competition? Let me yes. tell you before that. So before that, I uh, I was a gym rat. I kept to myself, right? I was in that you know hermit stage of building myself and my body, but it also put me in that place where I was antisocial. And I know a lot of guys out there probably listening right now. They go to the gym. They're just sitting there. I remember one time. I was, I can't remember. I was, I was at the gym once and I was so alone and I'm sitting there doing curls in front of the mirror and I was, a, I was about to cry because I was never satisfied with whatever I was going to get. Yeah. You know, because that almost tips it into the like body dysmorphia. Oh, it, it does. Right absolutely. That's a rampant thing within the bodybuilding. Yeah, it, it, is. it is. And dude, I'm going to tell you right now, I met, a certain individual that squatted a thousand pounds. He, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And God we uh, we did cocaine shifters bathroom and fucking drank. <laughs> but this guy literally cried in front of me. You know, he said he was never, never good enough. Was he also on Deca too? Because they couldn't. Dude, this guy, about. dude, this guy's BPM was. Oh yeah, we talked about this before. Yeah, it was over the charts, right? He was shooting fucking more fucking roids than you'd fucking ever fucking imagine. Like, what, yeah. like eight mils a fucking a week, which is ridiculous. Eight mils a week, you, you don't even understand. Like, once that's you get so into much. It, it's the it, average it, man needs dangerous. like one point five, one point seven five per right. week. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. monster. Yeah. But yeah. when, you're, when you're talking about. That though, like about how he said he's like it's never gonna be enough. You feel very alone and everything. Yeah, I feel yeah. like when people. But I cried go, with him. Yeah, and because I mean it's true though, because like and when you, when you too, have that dude. passion in life, you also want a partner to share that with. Well, right. And to find like a, a woman that is involved with that with you is like a very special thing of anybody having that type of yeah. connection. And if like not many girls are in into going to being no. gym rats, you know, yeah. and so it's like really no. hard to find that. So the fact that you did do that sidestep. In a ballroom yeah. dancing, it probably did introduce you to a lot more females to find that. Well, that common and, and connection. I, think, yeah. I feel like that was God sent. Like I passed by this place yeah. multiple times, mm-hmm. you know, going to work, and I said, "You just ignored huh. it for so long." Yeah, I was like, "Huh? Well, why not? Maybe, maybe I'll get off this dumb fucking drugs that yeah. do me fucking do me more fucking yeah like harm than harm good. than good. I'd be yeah. like shit myself half the time, like like." <laughs> You know, like when you got it, when you got into the dancing, though, did was it something that you took to immediately or was it something that no, had I, a, a actually, steep learning absolutely, curve? Absolutely. Absolutely. Got into it immediately because yeah. it was uh, it gave me like just a sense of just being OK. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to think about anything. You just you just move and you, you do your best. And if you don't do your best, 
everyone's okay with it. Yeah, they just they just try to fix yeah, you. Yeah, but that's, yeah. The, that's the part of a society. If you don't do your best, you're still going to be doing great. And a lot of people don't understand if you put that leg forward. Yeah, make that the effort. People will actually. Most people aren't even taking any steps. Right, yeah, that's exactly right, right. a great point. They'll Mike. be more enthusiastic. They even took that you showed up. That you showed up. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, fuck yeah. So make make the first step. You know, even if it sounds gay or if people are going to make fun of you, they probably are like hurting themselves and don't even know what they're doing. That's true. They for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, anyone that would talk shit about something like that. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. That's the, that's, that's the smallest of dick energy. Yeah. yeah I mean, the smallest <laughs> dick of energy. Cause like if, if like my, my only relevant comparison is swing dancing. I did competitive swing dancing, middle school, early high school. Right. Oh, I know I do West and, Coast and, and a, East Coast swing. And a, a couple and people, a couple people would talk shit. Right. Yeah. But I'd be like, let me dance with your girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Like, Bring her over. Right. I bet you she won't be talking shit. I bet. I bet I she's bet. gonna leave. She's yeah. gonna walk away yeah. thinking about you with a giant fucking smile. Yeah, yeah and she's gonna right. break up with you. I mean, even if she doesn't break up with you and suck my dick in the back room of a, of a junior high school dance, she's going to be thinking about it for weeks. Just make sure she's not married. I mean, that's, that, right. that's never slowed me down very much, but Maybe that's a conversation should. for a Maybe different, should. you know, that's a conversation for a different podcast. Okay. So tell me about the first competition, the first competition that you participated in. Okay. The first competition I was actually at the studio and it was, it was like some stupid peers of other related studios. And so, of course, because, you know, there's not too many um, actual dance halls here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I scored really low. I danced with two. Uh, I danced with two girls and I did a cha-cha with two girls. And uh, I got one of like, the lowest ratings. But they gave me high ratings on my energy and my smile because I was Checks out. literally dancing with two. Yeah, you're having the time of your life. I'm just happy to be here. The butts on these girls. Right? Oh, nice. <laughs> I love a good butt, dude. A good, a good butt will fuck my whole life up. Yeah. I mean, I still I have video of it, but like, it's just you know one of those things where it made me just so happy even though i'm not fucking them you know it was still one of those damn they actually enjoyed themselves they mm -hmm. walked away they they sat down yeah. next to the judges and yeah. they're still fucking smiling yeah but i mean that's fun outside that. outside yeah. of the intimacy of sex it's it's hard to get much more intimate than that mm -hmm. with a female that's a stranger you know what i mean right. like yeah. like comparatively that intimacy and and i say this all the time when it comes to female friends that i've had you know, like a hug or a cuddle and watching a movie, just like hold a hand, arm over the shoulder. Even if you're not trying to like have sex with that person, right? That is a valuable form of like low level, like intimacy, like mm -hmm. platonic Agreed. intimacy. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of value on the human body, mm -hmm. just biochemically speaking. So like for you to get into that, I could totally understand how the transition from the full isolation of the life you're living before that to that. Yeah, it probably felt amazing. And now that we've talked about your first one and and how it went, let's talk about the first time you killed the game. And you won. And you won. I only got third. <laughs> that's you good placed. enough. Third. Hey, you that's placed. good enough. Let's talk about it. It's not, it's not winning. It's got. It's like, yeah. It, um, You're on the podium. 
the metaphorical yeah, podium. So right. it was West Coast Swing, and um, I got third because of my style, and it was a loose style. Mm -hmm. I, and if you've ever done West Coast Swing, it's a linear and not a. It's not a side to side; it's a linear. And so, if you can, if you can like just feel a song, and that's what they saw, so that's why they gave me third because everyone else had like five years ahead of me in West Coast Swing. Right. So I was super proud because the dancer I had um, just just loved my style. Right. I actually had been approached a few times by other people by like, just like, wow, you just, you just feel that. I'm like, I feel the whole thing. Like, yeah. I, like let's be honest, like if you're feeling the moment and you can actually show and be appearing your honesty of your emotions, you will win every time. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good point. That's cool. How long ago was this? Oh, five years ago. Oh, cool. So this is relatively <laughs> recent. Too long ago. Yeah. No, it's five years. <laughs> five years is recent. I mean, I consider the, five years. I just yeah. want to see you dance recent. now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Now we're all like excited <laughs> about this. I think. I think. I think we should do. I think we should do an unlicensed and unhinged. I think we should do an unlicensed and unhinged. I think uh, we all should go night. like uh, dance, dance lesson. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I if I look up in my past and like hit up some of these people, we can all go to uh, West Coast or yeah, even, let's get um, after it. Cha -cha. I mean, that that or I mean, bachata. The the competitions wouldn't necessarily interest me no, no, right no, off like the just gun, a, just do but a just night an out. event, That'd yeah, cool, just yeah. a night out, yeah. yeah. I would love that. And I would love to do that, and I would also love to do some line dancing. Just oh, so yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Line dancing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Line dancing is super fun. Oh, dude. It is yeah, fun, well, but so it's fun. an inferior would, form. But it, it, it. I mean, a bunch of drunk cowboys and cowgirls. I mean, <laughs> there's a there's a bar around here that does. There's the a couple sparks. of them that do line dancing. Yeah. yeah there's sparks. a line dancing mm -hmm. bar over in Pure Country. Yeah. Pure Country Cantina. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> this is really few, cool, too. I love like yeah. how it's like all laid out and it's. I was flabbergasted. I went there with some coworkers and I was flabbergasted how all these people just know the dance and they're all And it looks like so much fun. I would love to do it. No, I, yeah. I agree it would be a hell of fun. We should do an unlicensed and unhinged dance night for sure. Uh -huh. And uh, Vader, you'll definitely be uh, leading the way for us. Yeah. Vader will be our leader. leader. Vader. Vader. Are we all going to wear black? Of course. Well, you know, it's I'm going gonna, gonna to literally show up in a fucking uh, Darth Vader mask. Is men in black is a line dance. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude. Well, all right. We got to do it. We got to learn how to do that one. <laughs> I'm in. We're all gonna practice on our own. This is where we need the recording and then yeah, the yeah. pop up for the screen so we yeah. can show people what we're yeah. like actually like what linear and what and, side and to side and like uh, your video because you just said you have video. Yeah, and, I, I do. Uh, yeah. Unlicensed so and unhinged is gonna be we need continuing to, go to upgrade us. what we produce. Yeah, and field that trip. Is, yeah, field trip. But that that's Definitely. one thing. I, that's one thing I'm really grateful for you to share with us. Uh, Anon, that was really fucking beautiful to hear about that. I know, and I could cool. see it I could see it in your face and the way you lit up when you're talking you. about it. That it's a part of you that you're really proud of. And that leads me to my next question. Why did you stop? I fucked somebody that was married. <laughs> yeah, we kinda of touched on that earlier. Yeah, and uh let's just say that they were they were my they were my teacher. So you're a hot for teach. 
Yeah, they're both instructors, and I fucked. Uh, yeah, and uh, they, blow up the I whole was scene told for that they were, were they were told that I was told they were in an open relationship and all that weird stuff, and not really. That turned out not to be true. Well, of course not. Well, that's not your you fault. You couldn't though. have gone to a different. I mean, it sucks to have like that. There's not too many places thing. in this uh, town for that. So yeah, it's really mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, I think you have to just adopt a philosophy of like. You got to own your part of that mistake, but from what it sounds like, that's not entirely your fault. Well, no, you know what I mean. Like that no, can't uh, that can't push you out of something you love to do. Well, I feel like I, I was like maybe if I give it some years, then I can come back. Well, it's been some years. Sounds like it's about time. <laughs> okay, let's do it. That's we'll go, about time. We'll yeah. go with you. I know we can all do it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll come back with you. We won't that. make it awkward. Yeah, yeah we'll I mean I will. Or I will. Make I, it awkward. I definitely will make it awkward, but. Yeah, you always do. Yeah, I mean, that's just, just my thing. Man, that was really beautiful, dude. I'm glad I'm glad we squeezed that juice out at this part of the podcast. I'm this is this is what I'm here for. This is what we're yeah. gonna do today. Yeah, we're gonna, make, we're gonna make the, lemons out of lemonade yeah, of our dude, this is lemonade shit, out of lemons. Dude. Or at least a margarita. Where's the vodka? This is <laughs> this is my favorite part of the whole podcast. I'm glad we gotta hear that piece of you, Anon. I, I really don't think a lot of our Friends in our mutual circle. I really don't think they know all about that. Maybe some of your closer people no, do, they, but no, they, a lot of people don't. I um, I keep a lot of things uh, withheld. Close to your vest. Yeah. Well, I that's mean, the thing too. That's one of the things that we've talked about offline. In the city. And I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get all into it, but a lot of things we've talked about offline is, you got to start, and we all got to start, understanding what our value is and what we have to bring to the table, and we need to harness our gifts. And we need to harness the things that we have to offer and the love that we have to give. And we need to put them out. And we need to put them out shamelessly. I think we could all agree on that. Yep, yep. 100%. Well spelled. Well, well, yep. With that being said, I think this is a great place to draw it on down. So I would like to give you the opportunity to shout out any friends, businesses, or any of your socials that you might want to put out if you would like to be followed by any of our medium small audience how about on the next one okay we'll do that fair enough i'm glad to hear it all right well i'm gonna throw it to you alex let's go what you got you know as always follow me on instagram northern underscore exposure i'm always up to something and uh next week i'm actually flying down to vegas for another photo shoot so if you want to follow those adventures because i'll be behind the scenes this time in addition to being in front of the camera, because I'll be uh, David Macy's assistant. No way. Yeah, and I'll nice. be. Yeah, and that I'll escalated. Be, I know, real quick. I'm really <laughs> excited about it because we're going to be shooting Barbara. I wish I had her last name right now, but she's a former playmate from Playboy. I saw a post of her. She's gorgeous. Yeah. You know Barbara? Yep. Yep. Well, I'm I'm going to be working with her next Saturday, and I'll be working with David, and then also in the photo shoot with her on Sunday for uh, promotional photos for Halloween. Are you talking about Portland. David? Mason? Love David? No, no, this is down in no, Vegas. No, no, this is Vegas. Yeah, this is the down in former, Vegas. Former staff photographer of Playboy. He's been yeah. on the podcast okay. yeah. as a no, guest. No, no, no. No, and she, um, she's flying into Vegas for it, and then there's another girl that's also going to be there, but we're doing promotional photos for Halloween, Pac-10, Formula One, Super Bowl, Ooh. and uh, the rodeo. So, so there'll be some behind-the-scenes footage from that, and I'll be able to post that. So if you guys ever want give to a, a, give a follow, northern underscore exposure, you know where it's at. Thank you very much for that. You're very welcome. Mike Gaddy, go ahead and send it, my brother. Can I take you home? Jesus, I'm just (laughs) (laughs) Everybody says that. Everybody says that, but a few can keep up. (laughs) 
No one has. I totally believe it. Yeah. Um, obviously, you can find us on Instagram at unlicensed and unhinged. Um, my my personal Instagram is at gaddy underscore official. I'm always doing random fun things there. Um, I think I'm going to branch out a little bit, too, and start, start to like focus on certain my drumming. Yeah, for you sure. You know, music. I'd and love then to see this. that. Yeah. Um, when is your guys' first show yeah. coming up? What show? Oh, no, your he, band. I don't have a band. I'm just a drummer. Like, I drum. You're not in no, the band he, anymore? You no. got voted from the band? I've been in... Oh, oh, that. No, I started... I just didn't have time mm. to to complete that project. They wanted to practice twice a week and stuff, and I am I had just moved. I'm, you know, I'm working out of town. Plus, he had so, those. Plus, we got this going on. Yeah. Um, I'll never stop drumming. I'll definitely keep doing that. Eventually, I'll, I'll get back into it, but... For now, this is my focus. Work is my focus. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Thanks. Good to be here. Happy to have you back. (laughs) And as always, both of my co-hosts, they already laid out where you can find our work at Unlicensed and Hinged and Instagram. But if you want to follow my specific journey and all the little tidbits that I'd be posting and the things that I'd be doing, you can find me at jgranite underscore official at Instagram. You can probably find me on the other things that i do but you shouldn't because i postly most dick pics and <laughs> and, oh. and anus and anus pics so don't follow me anywhere else that's the place you want to find me with all that being said as always it's been so, a pleasure i, mean, I what i saw like i have like at vader underscore seven seven five underscore if you want to follow me on tiktok do that Sweet. do that yeah. do is that, that where you post um do you post any photos of a DJing or any of the events that you're doing? I'm trying. Good. I'm trying. And can you repeat that again? What you're yeah? So say it one more time. At Vader underscore seven seven five underscore TikTok. Cool. There you go. Follow him on TikTok, folks. Gentlemen and the lady, mm-hmm. it's been a pleasure. Princess. It's always it's <laughs> it's Princess always a, man. <laughs> it is always a privilege to work with such great people and to interview such amazing new individuals and i am forever grateful for the work that we do here god's work and to all the I'm audience sorry. listening i love you and good night live from jerry lago bully mike